tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me on the ones and twos is the man, the legend, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? Good man. We uh, for the first time ever, we forgot to record the intro in the studio, and we all left. So <laughs> we forgot to record the intro. So here we are doing it. That's why I am here in my house, and Johnny is back in the den. So let's get in this real quick. I am going to be in Kansas City this weekend. I am at the I'm at the Comedy Club in Kansas City. I am there March 18th through the 20th. Then I'm in Lombard, Illinois on March 27th. That's following Saturday. First show at 7 p.m. Sold out. Added second show. Nope, this says, okay. Added second show at 11.30 p.m. And that is uh, this actually at the second show. So there is a 7 and 9 p.m. I got to fix that on my website. Um, that says it's wrong. And then April 9th and 10th, I am at the Romo Room in Austin. That's April 9th and 10th. Come see me get weird. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, a lot of amazing things going on. Uh, you need to check out, and you can get all those dates at samtriplee.com. That's samtriplee.com. Uh, for all my shows as well, Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim. What else do we got, John? We got uh, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk. They're all there. Please go check them out. That would be awesome if you could do that. If you're looking for some premium content, you can't get enough of us. I have much, much, I have a much of premium content for you, okay? If you check out Rockfin, we got a bunch of things going on in Rockfin, everybody. I have my Zero. Check out Zero with Sam Triple. It's my spiritual podcast. Broken Simulation, which is available on patreon.com slash Broken Simulation, will soon be available on Rockfin as well. We have a Conspiracy Social Club. Don't tell Brian I'm saying this. I'm not supposed to announce it, but I am announcing it. That will be available on Rockfin as well. And then I have my own personal Patreon, patreon.com slash Hat. Patreon.com slash Broken Simulation are all great places to get premium content from me and Johnny. Johnny and I have a great show called Broken Simulation. That's uh, my comedy. Go check that out. I have a really wonderful uh, financial entertainment show called Cash Daddy that everybody seems to be talking about. If you want to learn how to invest your money, it's fun, it's festive, it's great. So go check that out. And then finally, I have a show with Johnny, my friend Jason Tebow. It's called Punch Drunk Sports. Go check that out. Oh, I also mentioned on Rockfin, I have a sports show called The Greatest of All Time. And I'm about to add a yoga show on there as well. So uh, it's a yoga great place show. to get all that. Are you kidding me? What are what? you? Are you what? You're gonna tell people how to do yoga? What's that gonna be? I can't no, wait for that. No, my gonna do it. He's gonna teach me. People are gonna come along with me to do yoga. Okay, I'll watch that. All right, dude. I'm in the. I'm trying to get in shape, dude. I got these gorilla tits, and they're killing me right now. 
I'm getting killed by gorilla you know tits. I tell you, God. the number one comment I get on Twitter is that you need another show. So I'm glad you're doing that on Rock Fan. Uh, Johnny, I I only now do shows about things I want to learn about. So I, I have a spirituality show and I have a financial investment show. Those are things I desperately need to learn about. The next thing you do is get in shape and that is a yoga show. So that will be the next show that I do. Um, and then finally, t-shirts are available. Please go check out the t-shirts. Please, please check the t-shirts. Uh, you can go to uh, TimFallHatTshirts.com or StamTripoli.com. Great way to support the show. Have a couple cool shirts about to come out. So uh, get ready to rock with those. And then if you want a hat, uh, a mug, you want some um, socks, go to TimFallHatMugs.com. Uh, I haven't really checked on that, but you should check it out. Those are all, you can also see those links at, at samtribley.com. Johnny, is there anything I forgot? That's it. We just recorded a greatest of all time uh, yesterday. If you want to check that out on Rockfin and then uh, new broken Sam is launching imminently. So, Hey man, I love you guys very much. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, this gentleman, Chris Reynolds is taking a shot at the Mount Rushmore. So enjoy the show. Once again, we saw want to talk about one thing, but I think we had a wonderful conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it. Guys, let's get into it. I'm super excited to have this next guest on. He is most likely the greatest thinker of our generation. Uh, to know him is to love him. And listen to me, guys. Look at him right now. You think he's our size? He is, uh, I think he's a Nephilim, to be honest with you. Please welcome Christopher Knowles. How are you, brother? I'm feeling very Nephilimalistic today. Yeah, you're, he's a lot taller than you look right there. You probably think he's like my eye, maybe your eye. He's a tall dude. He, came, he, was, he was kind enough to come to my show with his lady. I, I apologize for that. If you had to sleep on the couch or anything after that. Oh, she loved it. Are you kidding me? She had a better time than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the show, and thanks for, doing, uh, thanks for doing the podcast again. Real quick, Christopher, before we get into everything, can you tell our listeners, if they haven't heard you uh, the last your last two appearances, where they can find you? Uh, secretsun.blogspot.com will get you everywhere you need to be. I've got a Patreon now. Uh, I'm on Twitter. We got to get got you on face. Rockfin, dude. We got to get you on Rockfin, man. You should be on Rockfin with me, dude. I'll I'll try anything. I love that. Yeah. That's that's what I've always said about you. I think, he's, <laughs> I think he'll try anything. <laughs> <laughs> At Chris Knowles, he'll try anything once. <laughs> Twelve twice. So, so it doesn't I'm, work the first time. Yeah, uh, he's open minded. Let's just say that. Uh, so, I want to get in some stuff. Uh, you know, St. Patty's is upon us. We were going to have some St. Patty's talk, but as we always do with Christopher, we want to get into a couple things. And one thing I want to talk to you about is that, guys, have you seen the Joe Biden video? Yeah, with his hand going through the microphone. You know, I just did an episode with Brian Kell on the Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters. <laughs> and uh, we were playing that video, and Brian was kind of dumbstruck. And he was like, uh, I... Mm, oh, that's eh. not the first time. Yeah, uh, he, <laughs> that should be the name of that show. Brian is dumbstruck. Um, but it's like, it's very interesting. Uh, what are your thoughts on that video? And if you don't know uh, what the video we're talking about, Biden in a full-on mask is supposedly walking towards uh, the press... And he kind of reaches out, and his hand goes through the microphones, and like it looks like, which makes you think the microphones were digitally put into the video. 
Yeah, it looks that way to me. It just looks like bad masking. And one of the reasons I'm optimistic about the, you know, this <laughs> this new world order we're living in is that it's um, there's a concurrent lack of expertise. Like somebody should have caught that. Somebody just sort of saw that. But it's like it's all these millennials. Like, oh, we're the best things that ever existed. Look at this video. We're so great, and they put it out. And you know, it's uh, it's very revealing. You know, this is the apocalypse, gentlemen, and the apocalypse is the unveiling, and I think the unveiling of the false nature of our reality, the matrix-like reality of uh, that we're living through, and also this fake administration, this fake government, um, it's all going to come out in the wash. I'm, I'm really, I, I said this was the best election ever. I'm so glad that, that Biden is in because he's such a train wreck, even under the best of circumstances. And now that he's extremely hobbled by senile dementia, it's just going to get better and better. And, uh, you know, they have this Kamala Harris waiting in the wings who, who to know her is to despise her. It's just <laughs> they, they keep it very, very much under wraps because the more people see of her, the more they hate her. Yeah. yeah so and, and you know, also I want, you know, I wanted to mention, too, is that there were some weird masking issues on that so-called talkies he did on COVID. And he still hasn't done the State of the Union. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if Trump, like, had not done the State of the Union uh, as as at this point in time, in this point in the calendar, where, where Biden is just like, well, whatever. Yeah, it yeah, is interesting. extremely wrong with him. I don't even know how he made it through the election because he was really glitching out a lot during the primaries. You know, the whole thing. You know, I love kids. I love cockroaches you know, <laughs> i love the hair on my legs i that that was just like poor kids are as, as intelligent as uh rich kids you know and all that crazy stuff uh, oh yeah I, and he's he's a glitch machine and it's just it's so funny to watch because if you look at biden's history you know he's a redneck he, he was pals with like strom thurmond and you know everybody talks about these the the crime bill in 1994 so it's it's just really fascinating and it's just so delicious to watch all these blue checks we're really you know the scum of the scum of the scum of the earth yeah they really um, are they yeah, really they are really the are. scum of the and earth it's, just, it's so it's so johnny no, no offense to, johnny has a blue uh, check mark feel free to tell me he's a oh, scumbag with, with, okay. with the exception of present company of course <laughs> no, there are cool, actually some a few, a few cool blue checks i would say about maybe three or four percent matt taibbi is pretty good i like matt taibbi yeah like- i love matt taibbi oh yeah. he's great I, i've been reading that guy for years but anyway Same. the point is is that um it's such a train wreck and it's such a clear train wreck that you just wonder how much longer they're going to be able to get away with with covering for this guy i mean if he doesn't do a state of the union address at all this year you know that something's seriously wrong. Um, I, I, I think Camille Harris is just like, she's like, she's at, it's double Dutch, and she's just waiting for her time <laughs> to jump in. So she's just like, ka, 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 ka. and that's all they're doing, man. And it's like really sad because, you know, I was up until a little while ago a registered Democrat for many years. And I like, I was, an, I, I am an old school liberal, an old school liberal, not a progressive, not a lefty old school liberal live and let live you know oh yeah me too I'm, I'm from massachusetts so you had to be a democrat or they kicked you out of the states so there are people <laughs> and if you want to talk about women i know that everyone's gonna say tulsi gabbard is cfr i get that i get that 
But she was a lot more likable than than this Camille Harris who got booted out first. First, yeah, she couldn't even she couldn't even land three percent in the primaries. No, they've got a real problem with it. You know, they they obviously selected her for tokenism reasons, right? She's has no distinguishing characteristics as a senator, and I think that because she's a homewrecker, that um, black women, I think black women in particular, are going to be very unhappy with her. The more they see her, the the more they think they're going to dislike her because they know her, they know her type. And I think it, the, they have a real problem on their hands. But I, it's delicious, you know. Um, the more chaos in Washington, you know, the better for the rest of us. Because the more they're preoccupied with putting out their own fires, the less damage they can do to the rest of us. And they're just like, the, I, I, I don't know how you're a Democrat at this point. I just, liberal, but how are you a Democrat? How how are you not just sitting here and going, dude, what the f- fuck is going on with 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 these governors in new york these governors in in Mm. in in california we got a governor in new york who is literally like uh, the cause of fifteen thousand of our grandmas and grandpas dying right and now they're trying to make us think they want to get rid of them because unwanted sexual advances and by the way 95% of the interactions between men and women are unwanted sexual advances. They're weaponizing, <laughs> hitting on women, by the way. Yep. And stupid will take this and be like, this is a felony. He hit on me, and I don't think he's cute. You're weaponizing stupid. You And it's... It's unbelievable. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage that I personally have ever taken. And I mean that every day I drink it, I feel like a million dollars. I just get bing, bang, bang full of electricity. All of the, all the nutrients, all the vitamins I need in one tasty shake every morning. I do it. I get my orange juice, my Athletic Greens, throw some strawberries, some blueberries, Bang, I know when people hate to hear this. I put some bananas in it, okay? <laughs> I eat bananas, all right? And I like the bananas in there, and it's the great way to start my day. You listen, a lot, we all have stressors, right? Busy schedules. We're not sleeping enough. Uh, we're not exercising enough. And it's just simply not eating the right foods. And that happens. Look at me, dude. I'm an, I'm decaying, okay? And I'm stopping <laughs> the decaying. I'm slowing it down by taking athletic Greens, okay. As Legs Green is the daily all-in-one superfood powder for your nutritional essentials, okay? It is by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your healthy everyday routine that empowers you to take ownership of your health, okay? One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food, whole food sourced ingredients including multivitamins multi-minerals probiotic green superfoods blending into one tasty ass dish of good 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 stuff that i love to drink every day okay this fills in that gap in your diet increases your uh energy and focus and aids with digestion and supports a healthy immune system all without the need to take multiple products one tasty dish of goodness that I drink down and I love very much. Athletics Green is a big part of my routine and I know that you will enjoy it too. So here's what's going to happen, right? Right now, Athletic Green is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the, these 
Winter into spring months, okay? They are offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D. Ha, huh? yeah, ladies, get that vitamin D and five free travel packets that I take on the road with me all the time, okay? With your purchase, if you visit my link today, you're basically, you'll never have to worry about vitamin D again, ladies. Yeah, okay? So whether you're looking for a peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple tasty and efficient simply visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and join the health experts athletes health conscious go-getters stand-up comics warriors ronins okay and fat dragons who uh, are making athletic greens part of their everyday healthy choice again visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and get your free supply of vitamin d and five pack Five travel packs today. And now, we got in California, we got this governor that did everything wrong and did nothing substantial in terms of stopping it. And he he had the exact same number of COVID uh, uh, cases and the exact same number of deaths, not exact, but pretty much, uh, as Florida that did everything the opposite. He, and every rule he ever made for me and you and everybody in this room, he fucking broke. He said, you can't go and eat inside. He eat inside. We have to shut down your businesses. He kept his business open. You know, he, I mean, he, he met with a bunch of people. He was, he was hanging out with no mask on. Everything he told you to do, he fucking literally broke. Rules for thee and not for me. That's why we're getting rid of them. And there are a lot of Democrats who are fucking angry. There are Democrats who own businesses that are barely hanging on. Or they already left them. They don't like this. Because they're looking at Texas. They're looking at Florida. And those places are thriving. And they're like now he's like, oh, it's a, it's a Republican thing. No, you're a cocksucker. Nobody likes you. You couldn't walk down the street by yourself without security, without getting fucking somebody in your face. Right? You're a cocksucker. What are your thoughts well, on that? I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he's a sociopath. He's a clearly a sociopath. And he may actually be just a full-blown psychopath. I, I he just, he creeps me out. I just get such strong Patrick Bateman energy off that guy. I, I have no idea how anybody could have supported him or voted for him. It's it's very unsettling. It's very disturbing, you know. But it's like California is is it's a cliche by now, but it's become a full blown techno feudal state. So this is what you get. You get you know the idiot children of of dynasties to take these important offices, and and that's how the you know this corruption that we see that we're seeing increasingly. This is how it leads to the downfall. And, you know, you talk about Democrats, there are, I keep telling people, and and I don't think people really get it. It's like, that's not the Democratic Party. It's what happened is that when Reagan was elected, this is before your guy's time, but when Reagan was elected. I'm old, dude. What's that? I'm old. Okay. Well, you're not old. I'm old. (laughs) I'm I'm an old guy because I remember when when Reagan was elected. I was, uh, I think, 14. So anyway, um, when Reagan was elected, there were the so-called Rockefeller Republicans, you know, the East Coast establishment Republicans. And Reagan's crowd was more like the Western, the, you know, the oil crowd and, and South, Southwest in particular. So they were kind of forced out of the party. And, and, and putting Bush in was kind of like, you know, that was his sop to that wing of the party. But the long and short of this is that they were sort of looking around for a place to go and they they saw that the Democrats really got 
drubbed in the 88 election. So when Clinton came up, there was something called the Democratic Leadership Committee or something like that. It basically was how the Rockefeller, the old Rockefeller Republicans took over the Democratic Party. And if you just look at people like Gavin Newsom, he's a classic Rockefeller Republican. You know, just go back to people like James Lindsay from the, the 60s and 70s. You know, these rich kids and they sort of they amble into the office. They sort of fall into it. Um, it's just it's classic. It's they're Rockefeller Republicans. They're not Democrats in any way, shape or form. It's the same thing where it's like aggressive militarism abroad, uh, you know, economic social Darwinism at home. And then, you know, with the SOPs, with the social issues. And that's all it is. They're not Democrats. You know, if so, you've took, put somebody in a time machine from 1975 and took them to, tw- you know, 2021 and said, look at this Democratic Party. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Those are Rockefeller Republicans. Like, I couldn't hell? agree more. I couldn't. And like, that's what is going on with, in particular, uh, progressives. And progressives who are like 30, 35 and older is like, they they fell for the two party system, and when they were younger, the Democrats were for the little people, the Republicans were for the big businesses and all that stuff. And now they can't come to grips with a lot of that's flipped. So they still see it in D's and R's. You have people who I respect so much, like fucking Public Enemy, who are railing against Trump for for joe biden and you're like oh my god dude chuck d seriously chuck d oh that's really disappointing right because that is really disappointing rage against the machine completely silent when it comes to joe biden all this crazy ass shit because they were just they're so locked into these r's and d's so i always say it's like you gotta look at a little different don't look at r's and d's but look at like it's like bush clan versus everybody else or other fucking groups like i'm not saying trump was a good guy in any way shape or form he represented another clan that was trying to take over everything and give out the contracts but the from reagan all the way up to obama that is the same bush clan that is the same cabal that is running everything and when you get lost in r's and d's you fall for the whole theater of the bullshit yeah, and I totally agree. And this is why I get very irritated when I see partisan political arguments because they're not based on any kind of reality. See, one thing that I put forward, I, I maybe I, I forget when I really sort of landed on this theory, but I think when David Rockefeller died, I mean, David Rockefeller was like 101 years old, but you know, that's a trilateralist and CFR. I mean, he was basically like the American emperor. He was basically the one holding it all together. So after he died, we started seeing you know, Trump pulled away and, and ran for president, and he starts up with the Clintons, and we start to see all this. It's almost like classical Byzantium, you know, in the, in the Game 11th of century. It's, what's that? It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, or Game of Thrones. That's a great example. So I, I think what happened is that, you know, David Rockefeller was kind of keeping the peace. He was kind of keeping a lid on things because he was the emperor, and he had, like, the way things he liked to be done. And then he dies and all hell breaks loose. And I I think that's really what we're in now. We're in like these, you know, like almost like petty princes um, all battling for control of the empire. I mean, I think the empire is probably going to just implode before anybody takes control the way uh, David Rockefeller had. But, you know, this is where we are. And, you know, Trump, listen, I've never, you know, a lot of people in like the alt 
quote unquote all community sort of jumped on the tr- Trump train. And I was just like, listen, I was in New York in the late eighties. I was working in New York, I was working in the Empire State Building, you know, I was in the whole mix of it. And I just remember like, you know, Trump was really the, the salesman for the real estate barons to take over Manhattan. And look how that worked out, you know? I mean, they just totally strangled that city. And then Giuliani, who Giuliani sort of like, you know, presenting himself as this like plucky outsider. I mean, Giuliani was the guy who just basically locked down the entire city, you know, put all the big nightclubs out of business, uh, you know, places like Limelight and the Ritz and, uh, you know, you name it, all these different places just one after another just were gone because the real estate barons didn't like you know, these clubs, these nightclubs, two, 3,000 capacity clubs. I mean, I don't even know. You could probably tell me better um, what happened with the comedy scene. But Rudy Giuliani just, you know, he turned the uh, Times Square over to the Disney company. And then, you know, Bloomberg comes along and it's just like, forget it. It's over. And New York City is such a depressing place to be. And when I was a kid, it was so exciting. I mean, it was dangerous. It was dangerous as hell in a lot of times, but it was exciting, and you just felt like things could happen, and now nothing happens in New York. Yeah, I mean, nobody, uh, everyone's during this whole Rudy Giuliani's got to expose the truth, and I, I was calling him out left and right on Twitter, which is nobody, nobody seems to remember that on 9 11, he moved his base camp back and didn't tell anybody why or when he was doing it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, the Building 7 goes down. And you're like, oh, why'd you move your base camp? And why didn't you warn all these fucking people? Because it's it's all bullshit theater, dude. It's it all really bullshit is. theater. Yeah. And, and, and people get caught up in it. I just feel sorry for them, you know? It's just like people get so angry. And they just start to, like, hate their friends and hate their family members. And it's just like, why are you allowing people who are just the worst people that this country has ever spawned in every possible way to manipulate you, to, to ruin your, your friendships, ruin your family relationships, relationships with your own children. It's all a lie. It's all bullshit. And it's just like, I'm just, like I said, I'm old enough to just see how like nothing ever really changes. That's you know? my I whole mean, thing. The, the, the program is always in place. And what's going to happen is going to happen anyway, because now everything's been privatized. You know, you talk about like big business, big business is totally on the side of the formerly known as the Democratic Party. Now the Rockefeller Republican Party. I mean, big business is just totally invested in that. I mean, the national security state and just see people who like call themselves liberal, like they're, they're pro war now, they're pro CIA now, they're pro big business now, they're pro bank now, they're pro censorship now. I mean, everything <laughs> that when I was a kid, like if you if you were belong to the Democratic Party, you were against today's Democrats are not only for, but they're violently and you know, radically for, yeah. you know, they love war. They love war. They want, they want, they'll never to fight it. They love McCarthyism. They loved everything that I thought they were supposed to be against. So, I mean, the party is, it's, it's satanic. It really is. I don't mean satanic, like, you know, Anton LaVey, but I mean, satanic, you know, small S as like, you know, inversion, you know, truth becomes lies, lies become truth. Yes. You know, black is white, white is black. Yes. I mean, it's just like that's what we're seeing. It's a, it's a satanic inversion and Marxism. Like they're they're listen, man. It's ran by rich kids, and just like 
the Unabomber, Malcolm X, both said the most dangerous person is a white, rich, liberal kid. And that's really what it is. These rich kids, born to wealth, have, have demonized what? Fucking words and violence. Because it's the only two things that can actually affect them. Everything else, they have enough money to clean up, right? Like, words hurt to them because they've had such an easy life that the truth or something that's mean hits way harder when you're super soft. Punching them in the face, that is something they can't control everyone. If you're allowed to get past their bodyguards or all the security. So that's what they're doing. And they want to pay more taxes. Why do rich kids want to pay more taxes? Because they have accountants. They're going to figure out how not to pay taxes. So you're going to pay the more taxes. They're not going to pay the more taxes. They like equal outcome for you, not me. Make the the Oscars whiter. Well, dude, you'll never get it totally white because what you're going to do is tell these rich trust fund kids who get want awards for playing make believe to that they have to give up their seat. Yeah, all the diversity in Hollywood happens on the lower levels. Like when I did, like when I did premium blend on Comedy Central, right? That was a thousand years ago. Now that would all be that would all be diversity because that's where they get their diversity at. That's where they look Comedy Central. I'm diverse right there at these lower level shows where they pay nobody any money. Dude, if you do it, if you're hired under a diversity contract, do you guys know you get paid less than the than the quote unquote the actual writers that get hired for years? They are paying you less money. All right, I want to tell you about my friends at CBD Lion. I love them. Not only are they a long-running sponsor of the show, but they are giant supporters of comedy, and they're going to see me in Illinois, so I'm excited seeing them, and I love their product. In particular, their gummies, right? I love I love CBD products. Obviously, y'all know I, I, I'm staying off the sauce. And with CBD, they don't have they have stuff that doesn't have the THC in it. They get you all wacky, paranoid, and wanting to masturbate. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Am I the only one that gets high and wants to masturbate? But thanks to CBD line, I can have this pain-free life, okay? CBD products are great for helping with stress, insomnia, pain and overall well-being and improves body function. They have a huge line of products, gummy bears, ding 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 ding. I guarantee you'll find something that will work for you. This is even there's even a quiz, quick easy fill it out, bang bang bang, okay, that helps you pick the product that could help you the most. Everything is third-party tested so you know you're getting a high-quality product. Check them out. They supported Joey Diaz when he went through stuff. He loves their products, and if you know that Savage loves them, you know it's the real deal, okay? And so if this sounds something... If this sounds like something that could help you, just go to cbdline.com and enter the coupon code TINFOIL to get 20% off. That's cbdlion, like the animal.com, coupon code TINFOIL. Okay, check them out. Read one of their 200 positive reviews. This is This stuff works, I promise you. Give them a try. And, dude, their promo code works forever. For the rest of eternity, when society collapsed and there's a zombie apocalypse, you can go to CBD Lion and use the promo code TINFOIL and still get some of that sweet gummy bear action. Am I right, guys? Of course. Let's get it. Boom. Go and get it. Fight back. Love yourself. Eat gummies. And check out CBDLion.com.
You're talking about like guy code, right? Like when you go on guy code no. and there's a bunch of comics yeah. and they all say their stupid little two cents. Yeah, that's all diversity because then you'd be like, look how diverse our fucking thing is. But the highest levels, at the highest levels where you make all the money, it is fucking lily white. Yes, you'll have a, 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 a fucking, uh, who's the big strong guy? The Rock. You'll have a Rock here and there and you'll have like a, a Kevin Hart here and there. But it's all rich kids at the top. Because they're the, the director's a trust fund kid, the actor's a trust fund kid, the writer's a trust fund kid. They all went to school at the same places. Their parents were all friends. It's a and that's why everybody is is literally rejecting Hollywood, and they just they want to tell you it's cable cutting, okay? But I just think a lot of people still have television enough that if they really wanted to watch the Grammys, they would have. And every season, it's like, dude, you know, lost 50% from last year, 50% from last year. And it's like, at some point, there's going to be nobody watching these things. And it's going to be no, a giant I, waste I, of time. Did you, see the, did you see the Oscar nominees this year? I was like, I haven't heard of any of these movies. Yep. You know, I, I don't go to the movies like I used to, but I pay attention to a certain extent. And I'm looking at it, it's like, I, what are these movies? Like, yeah. why are these being nominated? Like, who's even heard of these films? Like, uh, are these just like something that just went direct to Redbox? I mean, I don't even know anymore. It's some the- Victorian movie where some rich white girl plays some royal who just wanted to bang a peasant back in the day. Mm-hmm. Then it's some gay guy who overcame gay shit. And, then he just, and it's like all these things that live in art house movie theaters. That nobody goes to, except for guys looking for glory holes, okay? I mean, like... I, I go to some of those. Well, Johnny does, but we've already discussed that you have blue jack You go to glory holes? Yeah, Johnny yeah, goes exactly, to glory holes. Exactly. Glory holes. Like that Parasite can movie? I, I, let, let me just cut in here, because so much of this is economics, and what we really saw... So, when I was a kid, when I was young, like very young, the movies, the movie business was nothing like what it became in the 80s. And Star Wars sort of broke the molds. Well, I guess Jaws started the process going, but you know, Star Wars and Close Encounters really created the, the era of the blockbuster. And it just over time, the blockbuster takes over. But you know, there's more and more money being spent. I mean, I think a lot of that money being spent was um, money laundering. Because I agree, at the same time, man. Yeah, at the same time, Hollywood begins this meteoric rise with these budgets and so on. That's when the pipelines to South America for the cocaine trade take over. And, you know, it's funny that they, they had to do a movie glorifying the guy who did that, George, George Young, who was actually from my neck of the woods back in, in Massachusetts. But, um, you know, they had to have Johnny Depp play. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, can you be more obvious? So I think what happened is that the, the drug trade was – you know, and money being laundered from the drug trade and not only just laundering, but also like investment and stuff, you know, there's all this just like surplus money from wall street and from the drug trade and, you know, wall street insider trading. So it's all this illicit money. So it has to go somewhere. And I think just a lot of it, you know, a lot of it goes into real estate. A lot of it goes into fine arts and a lot of it went into Hollywood, but I think what's happening now. So you're starting to see like, um, marijuana legalization in, you know, in my state and in your state and, you know, in a number of different states, one by one are, are really kind of saying, well, why don't we just tax this stuff? You know, why, why are we spending all this money trying to inter- interdict it and so on? So I think with that, you know, with that income flow being sort of cut off, 
and all these house of cards or house, you know, games that the financial sector plays, you know, all these con jobs and, and illusions and mirages that, that, that they pull across. I mean, those things are starting to evaporate. So I, I think more and more what's happening is that they need to, to really pull back on these budgets. And, you know, you probably know this, but like when you do a show on, say, Netflix or something, they, they don't pay you union scale as if you were doing like television or For movie. sure. We were just talking about that on my other show. These guys aren't, these people on these shows aren't making money, dude. No, they're not making anything. I, I, I'd heard a story that this guy who was on that Daredevil show on Netflix, he, he wasn't like a main character, but he was like kind of a regular character secondary character and I, I i can't imagine this was true but i i just this is the figure that stuck in my head that he said that when all was said and done he was making 200 dollars a week doing the show that tens of millions of people were watching on netflix all all across the world and he was getting paid next to nothing yeah so i i think that has a lot to do with it you know it's it's got that is got that that's a game too, and that's going to collapse because you know people are going to be realize like, wait, you know, you're sort of shining me on with all this diversity stuff, but you're paying me uh, half or a quarter or a fifth or you know whatever a tenth of what you would pay a white actor back in the '90s. Why, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? So. Uh, I I completely agree, and a big thing that Netflix did, and I think it's a fatal mistake, is they took all the rats from Viacom that sank that ship with wokeness and cheapness and it goes back to abundance versus scarcity you know you were on MTV you were on I like dude I'm gonna be honest with everybody if you guys knew how much money I made doing this CW show you would laugh but why did I do it because the young me's like it's television you gotta do it television and you're like fuck you Fuck everybody at Viacom and fuck everybody at Netflix. I'm telling you, watch me. I'm never doing anything on Netflix. Now, if I do something indie and it gets sold to that, that has nothing to do with me. But I'm not doing that shit. And Netflix is making the same fatal mistakes that Viacom did because they hired all the same people. It's what everybody says about everybody leaving California. It's like, don't come to our state and start voting like you're in California. That's what Netflix is doing. They are grabbing these people and their whole view is fucking wokeness and don't pay anybody any shit. And it's going to collapse on itself just like it did. Now, most of Netflix money will come from all the other markets that they're in, but eventually people People are going to get tired of bad entertainment trying to lecture them. And it just falls on top of each other. And that's why independent peer-to-peer is going to rock. If we had a suit here telling us what to do, this show would not nearly be as great and a train wreck as it is. Okay? I mean, this is the beauty of it. It's barely staying on the fucking tracks, and people love that shit. Well, imagine having a show on Netflix, and they won't tell you if it did good or well. Yeah, they don't tell you thing. at all. They don't tell you, so you don't know if next time you should ask for more, or you should you shouldn't ask for more. So once if you let's say I have a special, and I have it, and then I want for another one, you like did the other one do good? They're like, no, but we're gonna give you this. So you don't even know if to fight or not fight or like where you stand on leveraging because they won't tell you how how make your, numbers. your own shit. What is up is really down, and uh, that's kind of another thing I want to talk about. I want to uh, if anyone has anything to add on that. Last conversation, I'd like to move on to what I really want to talk about. 
Anybody? Okay. I want to look at how our friend, uh, our leprechaun over here is dressed. <laughs> uh, and, and, and are you doing it for St. Paddy's Day? Are you dressed in green for St. Paddy's yes, Day? Yes, I came prepared, yes. Does course. Mexico celebrate St. Paddy's Day? I don't think we should, now that I think about it. <laughs> you know, Mexico doesn't do St. Paddy's no, Day? No, they, they is don't. Is that a mostly a United States? Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my dad gets like holidays off. We're over there. They have no idea, like 4th of July. Oh, really? And I'll still ask him, like, hey, what you do? And he's like, nothing. It was just a regular fucking day in Mexico. Like, to me, it's like, it blows my mind. We're like, what do you mean? That's yeah, like didn't, Thanksgiving Day yeah. in Canada. I'm like, what do you mean you're not celebrating <laughs> Thanksgiving Day? But St. Paddy's Day is very interesting. And, Chris, I want to get into this with you because, you know, it's like um, Joe Rogan does a bit about, you know, blackface and, uh, you know, why aren't we mad at this other stuff? And I always wanted to pull him aside and go, the real thing you should talk about is how people are mad at one thing, but they love St. Paddy's Day. And what St. Paddy's Day really represents i don't think anyone has except for people who are in our genre and love to talk about the stuff really looked at what saint patty's day is about so where do you want to go with this because i'm super excited to have this conversation well i'll tell you something um it just speaks to our false reality it speaks to the fact that what we're told is is not And this has been going on for a very long time because St. Patty's Day was established by George Washington. And the the ostensible reason for it is that he was rewarding um, Irish troops who fought against the British with their own holiday. There are a couple problems with that. First of all, the the Irish troops that he's talking about were mostly Scots-Irish Protestants from Belfast. So they had no interest in in, in St. Patrick's, you know. They weren't. They didn't even believe in the saints. You know, most of these people, most of the you know the Irish troops that they were talking about. But there's a very interesting pipeline here because uh, the Revolutionary War, in a lot of ways, was a Masonic war, right? You had the Ugly, uh, the United Grand Lodge of England, versus the United Grand Lodge of Ireland, and the United States. Um, threw in their lot with the, the, the Lodge of Ireland. So there was all these kind of like <laughs> very sneaky little clandestine things that they were sneaking into this holiday that was mostly celebrated by Masonic Protestants from the north of Ireland. And then as we had larger um, waves of immigration from Ireland starting you know, with the, uh, the potato blight, the famine in, in the mid-1800s, uh, mid it became more and more associated with what we would, you know, commonly think of, of the Irish, which is Irish Catholics from the from the south. So, the, from the very beginning, this whole holiday, which is is old, you know, older than America, really, um, goes back a very long time, was created under false pretenses. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I think it's hilarious, but it's also. Um, you know, one thing that I, that I wrote about and I have on, on the blog today, I mean, I, this is a repost of a post that I did uh, several years ago, is that this this whole entire holiday to begin with doesn't even have anything to do with St. Patrick's or, or the Irish or anything. It's it's a revival of the Bacchanalia, which was on the same exact day. It was on March 17th, and it was exactly the same as St. Patrick's Day. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that in, in, in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day is was a religious feast, you know? 
You didn't go to bars. The bars were closed on St. Patrick's. They didn't open the. This is really funny. They didn't open the bars on St. Patrick's Day in Ireland until 1995. Okay, so I mean, this is how seriously they took it there. Um, but the this whole thing, like March 17th, was the bacchanalia, and it was the exact same thing where you you go out and you get drunk and you you eat sweet cakes and and beef and cabbage and and up and down the line. It was just was no different. There were parades, there was music, everything. And this really goes back to Egypt, of course, you know, ancient Egypt with the um, festivities for Osiris because Osiris died on the third month and the 17th day of their calendar, which in this case was in the fall because they, they start their calendar during the deluge of the Nile. So, this whole thing, this whole holiday, all the accoutrements of it are basically very ancient, very pagan, and reintroduced to the United States through Freemasonry. And the, the reason I find this particularly interesting is that this really ties in this my whole thesis that what we're seeing across the board throughout our culture is ancient, what I call cults of state, being reintroduced under all these other guises, other, you know, all these other pretenses, you know, all these other cloaks. But really what it is is that it's all state cults like we, we had in Rome where we had, you know, the state uh, cults like Jupiter and, and Juno and, and Apollo and so on. And what this really does is that it creates total obedience to the state. So you're reliant on the state for the bread and circuses, you're relying on the state for your religion, and you're relying on the state for you know pretty much everything else. It's it's totalitarian, really. And I think communism was really a cult of state, but the mistake they made is that there was no like metaphysical aspect to it. It was all materialistic. But if you look at the you know, the parades and the, the holidays of communism, you know, they, they celebrated Beltane, May Day. So Really what you know, I'm, kind of, I'm looking at here is that St. Patrick's Day is just a great case example. It's just a great study to look at and say, well, if this exists, this is which is clearly an ancient pagan holiday that they, they revived, again, under false pretenses or pretexts to make you know, a national and, and now almost an international holiday um, – what else? What else have they done this with? What else are they? Chris what Smith. else are they sneaking through? You know, right? Christmas. I mean, like a lot of these things are are pagan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Christmas is a Saturnalia, exactly. And you know, that's a, that's a great example because I mean, Christmas that you would be fined during like the Pilgrim days, you know, the Puritan days, if you celebrated Christmas was forbidden. You know, they they considered it a. a pagan festival and if you celebrated christmas you were not a christian and Chris, christmas itself didn't really become a thing in america you know until mid 18th late 19th century until you know, coca-cola right coke was a Coca-Cola, big part of yeah. that was yeah. a big part of getting everybody behind christmas they basically 
took a mushroom, turned it into Santa Claus, and told everybody, <laughs> to get your kids to believe in this shit. Which to me is, people always ask me, what is the first conspiracy? I always say it's Santa Claus. Santa Claus is the first conspiracy where you're, you're, everybody's conspiring against you to tell you this magical thing exists, and you are basically, they use it for blackmail. Yeah. Well, Santa Claus is Odin, really. I mean, the, the entire look and all of it, again, this is, it's all ancient. It's all pagan because all these ancient festivities that, you know, we're talking about Christmas and St. Patrick's Day and, 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 you know, even the 4th of July in some cases, it's all tied to like the seasons and the stars and the sun and so on and so forth. And, you know, so clearly Christmas is winter solstice. And today, you know, we're just a few days away from the, you know, the uh, spring equinox where, you know, equinox, equinox, and night and day are are equal. And it just goes on from there. Um, You know, the things like Valentine's Day and um, Halloween, they're all uh, a time to the the cross quarters, you know. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on a sec. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, there's a reason these things exist, but I, the thing that I find really interesting is is how they're being reintroduced to the culture today. You know, and I was just uh, on another show talking about how I, I see like this whole mask wearing thing and just like the whole COVID thing as being very cultic as well. And that the mask is like this, you know, this cult uniform. Whenever I see somebody wearing a mask in like their, profile picture on Facebook or <laughs> Twitter. You know, I just know exactly who they are. I know exactly what they believe. I know exactly what they're going to say about every issue that you can imagine. Yes. You know, because what do you think about the, the two? Uh, what do you think about the two mask people? <laughs> are they fully <laughs> retarded? <laughs> it's like, they're like the flagellants, you know, the flagellants in the middle ages from the, you know, the old uh, monks who would walk down the street, like whipping themselves, you know, with cat of nine tails for this, the world sins. It's, it's so cultic. It's frightening. And, and it just, this has absolutely nothing to do with a virus or a pandemic anymore. It's all about separating people along these cultic lines. Are you a member of the cult? Are you not? Do you wear the mask? You know, it's like, and, the interesting thing, I mean, a few years ago, they were sort of beta testing this because they had this whole, like, wear orange thing where, like, all these different – and there were, like, a dozen different reasons to wear orange. This was back, like, two seven, 2017, 2018. You know, like, wear orange for gun crime, for bullying, for cancer. I mean, they had, like, this whole laundry list where, like, you were – compelled to wear orange and if you didn't wear orange that day if you didn't wear an orange shirt to work that day it would be like is that guy like is, is he in support of school shootings you know does he think school shootings are like a positive does he like cancer like wh- what's going on with that guy why isn't he supporting us and it's all mind control i'm gonna be honest with you chris mind control i i think the same thing is done with face tattoos i think you just saw <laughs> them put out these idiot rappers out there and then yeah. they just wanted to see who could they convince to get face tattoos and if you know there's some nice face tattoos out there and if you're a tattoo artist you can do whatever you want because it's your business but there's a lot of people out there doing some face tattoos and the reason i say this is because i walk my dog through hollywood boulevard and the biggest characteristic that is common among these 
homeless people are face tattoos. So many of these homeless people have tons of face tattoos. And you're like, well, who's going to hire, who's going to hire somebody with a face tattoo? No that's my whole homeless. thing. It's like, you are being programmed <laughs> to, to just litter the one per- thing you present to everybody. And now we get into mass. Now you're hiding your, it's like, it's all occultic to that. 100%. Like Takashi six, nine, was a garbage man, still is a garbage man, was pumped up with the with the raggedy Ann look with all the fucking rainbow things and the stupid teeth and the stupid tats on his face. And they just wanted to see how many people they could get to do this. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I can get a blowback on this if you want. Same thing with gangster rap. They want you listen to old rappers talk about the club scene before gangster rap and after gangster rap. And when NWA was pushed forward in front of everybody, everything became crime rhymes. The club changed. Yeah, and look at the Grammys now. Who was on there? Cardi B and Megan the Horse. I mean, come dude, on, what do they have? I uh, dude, the fact that anyone would even watch that. Is absolutely and Grammys was the last of the great, yeah, the great award shows because it was the only one that would pair like new artists with really great old artists and they would play together. Not this, to, this, this was. Listen, when you call in Trevor Noah, you are asking for your show to n- have nobody watch. You didn't watch any of it. it also that was- guy is the AIDS of television. <laughs> if he's on your show, Ratings you, you have full-blown AIDS, okay? And that show is fucking done. Well, I saw somebody yeah. tweeted. They tweeted out a video of that Megan Thee Stallion and, you know, doing WAP and... and- commented like oh good thing we got rid of dr seuss though right you know? oh, I mean, and, and, dr. and i saw ra the rugged man tweeted be like if you're offended by sex and like i love ra he's the probably one of the most underrated rappers out there and like i love everything he does but we're not offended now your kids by, can't by watch the grand se- by sex we we're all watch tons of porn. We're totally fine with sex. It's the laziness of what they're doing. Like you know, it's like you love Cardi B, but like strippers are like are like have to live in these fucking dark places and all this. Like like as I get older, man, sex is just such a small part of my life. Even if it's any part of it anymore, I just like to sleep at this point. It's like it's just laziness. I do late night comedy for for adults. That's where my comedy resides. If you want to stay up late to watch that, the Grammys, the Super Bowl, it's like nobody, it's just laziness. You know how, no, it got even lazier. The other part was the baby sang a song where they were, where it was a bunch of rights. So they were saying like rights are kind of okay, or it was okay to promote for the rights. And you're just like, ah, oh, dude, when this shit's going to go crazy with the whole George Floyd thing going, happening again. Just, dude, that's all I don't think Sexy. it is because I think people are. I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. After 2020, you know, Black History Month just seemed kind of like, nah. We we just did a year of this. I, I'm gonna be honest. With you. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it. Nobody was talking about. I think people were just over it. Television was trying to beat us into us, and everyone's like, dude, we kind of went through this for a whole entire year. And I, I, I'm for all rights for all. And I, I think it's stupid. I have to preface it that. But I think people just have fatigue on the whole thing. And when they see how the Democrats who were openly pushing for riots were like, oh, my God, three people stormed in to this photo shoot we had going on on Capitol Hill. Do you see the photos? 
I mean, like, dude, was that, was that, are you sieging the Capitol? Or is this a Vogue photo shoot right here? Well, listen, this is, you know, we're in the collapse period. We're in the, the in, imperial collapse period, and things are just going to fall apart. Institutions are going to implode. You know, and you talk about, like, Trevor Noah being um, ratings aids. I mean, woke <laughs> itself is it's, it's a suicide cult mm-hmm. it's a sui- because it destroys everything it touches. Everything that goes woke, you know, there's the go woke, go broke thing. But I think it's more insidious than that. I think that everything that goes woke not only goes broke, but, you know, the fields are salted forever. You know, once something goes woke, people are just so turned off from it that they're just not going to, you know, do business with these people anymore. They're not going to patronize these companies that really ride the woke uh, wagon hard because it's it's insulting. It's 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 racist. It's offensive, you know, to all the unprotected classes. So I, I think that it's we are in this like late imperial period and if you want to look for parallels for what we're going through um you know we're in our third century now you the united states is in in the midst of our third century we're like halfway through it now and the romans were basically in the same exact position that we were in their third century there was it was called the crisis of the third century and I think that um, Biden is just so perfect. I mean, I, just, I, I was like, this is the best election ever. It's just like everything is just so fail. Everything is just so farcical and just so blatantly just ridiculous that you really have to be drunk on the Kool-Aid to, to give this any credence whatsoever. But like I said, I mean, this is what happens. Institutions fail. Everything has like a birth, a life, and a death. And we're, we're really looking at the onrushing implosion of the American Imperium. Um, Can I ask you, is this, is this just like, this is inevitable or is this controlled demolition? I, I think if, if it, there are, I think there are definitely controlled demolition aspects to it, but I think it's because, you know, it's trying to manage the chaos, you know, it's trying to, maybe create a soft landing for certain interest groups and, and certain industries and so on. But, you know, it's just, it happens all the time. I mean, this is what I talk about. Like history is not linear. History is not some straight line starting, you know, with the building of the pyramids to today, you know, things rise and fall and empires have always risen and fall. I mean, Egypt itself, I mean, Egypt, a hundred years after they built the, the Great Pyramids, they couldn't build, you know, something that looked like a, a, a cat box, really. I mean, it's just it, <laughs> because it's, you have, like, the loss of expertise. And a lot of this is brought upon because, you know, when something's being built, you have, like, all these kind of, like, rugged, hard people who really work hard and are really dedicated and sacrifice everything to build this project and to build this enterprise. And then, you know, and then you get there, and then it's like all these rugged individualists and, and great creators and so on, they all gave birth to idiot children who grew up spoiled and, and pampered and privileged, and their entire life is built around um, preserving that privilege and locking other people out. So you start to lock out people who are more... Um, 
more qualified than you to do to do your job, but you have to, you know, keep your children in the mix. And 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 if you look at a lot of what's going on in a lot of these private schools, I mean, wokeism is really being very aggressively run and uh, and adopted by elite private schools because it's it's a way to keep out the undesirables. You know, you have to swallow this whole cultic bullshit, but it's worth the price where your kids don't have to. Uh, compete against more talented. Yeah, compete against kids who are hungrier and more motivated and more talented. So this is this is what happens. <laughs> it's it's natural. It's a, you know the British went through it a hundred years ago. Uh, the Romans went through it. The Egyptians yeah. went through it. The Greeks went through it. You know the Chinese have been through it four or five times. You know uh, Baghdad, Middle East, Iraq, whatever you want to call it, they went through it a bunch of times. It's just Things just happen. They rise and fall, and there are just these inevitable patterns that take over because of just basic human weakness, ego, and how much narcissism, and that's why you, that's why you end up with like a Gavin Newsom, somebody who is just like so clearly a sociopath and not very bright by any standards that I can tell. I mean, I've never gotten a sense like, oh, this guy's impressive. I may not like him, may disagree with his policies or whatever, but you know, he's. He's worth, you know, he's worth his weight there. He's he's gotten to where he's gotten fairly. No, I just look at that guy and go, he's an idiot and a sociopath. And why the hell are people, you know, putting any credence in this guy? Uh, I, 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 dude, I think it goes back to Dominion and like the Pelosi family has been running uh, L, uh, California for over 100 years. I mean, it's oh, just well, that's, like. That's, I mean, the Pelosi family, <laughs> you know, she is so clearly severely demented. You know, Nancy Pelosi, she's just very, you know, I used to, so here's the thing. Before I, you know, came down here and got started in my career, I used to, I worked at a couple of nursing homes. And one of the nursing homes that I worked in was, especially for people with senile dementia and Alzheimer's and so on. So I recognized the patterns. You know, I used to, I used to be around these people all day. You know, I, I used to see people with just various expressions of dementia and Alzheimer's and, and how they behaved. And I... I just get the sickest feeling when I see that woman because she's just so clearly in the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say the early stages of dementia. I think she's like in the middle stages of dementia and God damn, will somebody give her some fixing So those teeth stop her, her gums <laughs> and her dentures just keep rolling around. It's just like, it's so distracting. <laughs> she's constantly sucking on her dentures when she talks. It just drives me crazy. Uh, there's also, you know, in the conspiracy community, they talk about templates and how we, you know, the elites like to use templates. Uh, you know, there's a lot of actresses that literally look like the same person. There's like four of them that you're like, are they sisters? And they're not sisters. Natalie they, Portman and Kira Knightley. There's so many examples. of them, right? And like a template I think they're using is Nancy Pelosi and replacing her with OAC. They are the exact same person. I mean, you go back to Nancy Pelosi when she was super young. She was a very attractive girl with giant fucking cans. And, like, that's what they're doing right now. They're both the same person. Attractive girl, big tits, same retard shit. That's what the template is. And they just keep using it and using it and using it again. They are, they are positioning OAC to be the new Pelosi. AOC. And whatever her name is, ACDC, whatever. <laughs> AOC, what'd I say? OAC. Uh, yeah, AOC. Thank you, Johnny. But it's the same thing over and over and over again. 
and they just have her say stuff. The difference between now and then is that there's now a permanent record of everything they say, and it just keeps running over and over and over. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's kind of good one. It's, it's, it's the same template. It's the well, same you know, exact the thing, template. The thing that concerns me, though, so you've got AOC, and she's like this loose cannon, but she's very entertaining. I find her entertaining. I, you know, it's it's a amusing at the very least when she sort of goes off in these tangents and just spouts all these it's very hard for a girl with big cans to not be entertaining <laughs> yeah. i mean there's whole only fans where they're making bazillions of dollars based on their energy it's very hard to be like that hot with big cans and not be like you know she's kind of funny find her good <laughs> but, but the whole point is that so you have you know people like her and what they call what is it the group or the that the yeah the, I, the squad the squad, thank you, the squad. Um, but they don't run anything. You know, the, the government right now is being run by Nancy Pelosi. I, I would say that she's giving the orders to the White House. Um, you know, she's giving Biden his marching orders. I, I think that she's basically running the show. And it's disturbing because it's like her and all her cronies, they're just so old. And they really should have retired. They should go retire and, like, Go down to Florida, enjoy the sunshine, you know, enjoy their golden years, but they can't let go of that power. And it becomes like a, a picture of Dorian Gray kind of thing because they all just look like so weird. You know, where, I, where was I looking at? I was looking at somewhere where it was like the some sort of house panel and all of them just look like weird and distorted. And it's just like their ambition and their greed and their malice has just distorted their faces, you know, and of course age, right? Which strikes us all but it's like how can people vote for that how can people take that seriously i it's just very unsettling and it's going to be very interesting without trump in the mix in the uh 2022 congressional elections to see how that fares because without that um bad guy you know without that that cartoon bad guy which you know i gotta say i mean so much of what the trump animus i think has to do with like um Boomer women who, you know, boomer women who are aging and, and are feeling very threatened by, you know, their their husband's mistresses and <laughs> all this kind of thing. You know, um, you know, this like they see they see like the worst projections of their husbands in Trump. That's I think a lot. When you look at oh, a lot of the shit. energy in the anti-Trump movement, you know, like the, the pussy hat marches and stuff, a lot of it was coming from boomer women. And I think it was just like. We know this guy, you know, we, he's like everything we fear our husbands are. <laughs> right? well, I mean, you're not, he's totally right, though. Uh, if, yeah, you, if you believe the polling, that's that's the demo that abandoned the Republicans in the last election. That is the exactly the what women, they yeah. think that they think. Uh, that's exactly why Hillary could never get fucking elected, because every guy looked at her like, this is my wife. She's a. Fucking won't shut up. <laughs> well, you you really you were head for the ditch, yeah. and you just uh, yeah, I did. I pulled did. the steering wheel. Saying, okay, she's a cunt, and I can't she's take the ultimate this. Karen, right? Right. I mean, like it's just like, but you know, it's like this is what we do. We project onto these people we don't know. For as many people who did that with Hillary, like I don't want to vote for her. She's my wife, and I, I just don't want to hear her mouth out all the fucking time. There's also people going. 
There's no way she runs a satanic pedophile network. She's like my grandma. She's my mom. <laughs> Moms wouldn't do that. Moms love kids. They would never hurt kids. And like, there's so much projecting going on. And it's so interesting because if I say to a group of whatever demographic, I go, politicians are corrupt. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah politicians are corrupt. I go, and your leaders are just corrupt as that. Boo! Yeah. No way our leaders, their leaders, even though they're all playing in the exact same field, in the exact same level. Went to the same school. Went to the same school, partied all the time, found out, you know, all this, sh- you know, uh, uh, are fighting for the same lobbyist dollars. One side is worse than the other, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, what how do you want your evil? Do you want it globalism or do you want nationalism? That's how it is. I'm more of a nationalist. That's why I like some of the stuff that Trump was saying about, right? When it comes to our economy and stuff like that. But I make no illusions about who that guy was. He's a crime boss. Said that from the start. The Sopranos, man. Would you rather live by satanic pedophiles or by fucking crime yeah. bosses? Pretty easy for me that I have two kids. I know exactly who I want to live next hey, to. Okay? I also knew females that wouldn't vote for Hillary. They were like, she got cheated on and she didn't stand up for herself. Yeah. Another yeah. one well, was a whole a different. Lesbian, yeah. <laughs> when you're a lesbian and your 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 beard is fucking other dudes, it's kind of like this is what we do. I mean, it's the same thing with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Like, that was exactly what that relationship is all about. And their kids look like they're from the future. I mean, every time I see a Star Trek advertising, I go, why are there only two genders in this advertising? This is your... 5,900. There's going to be 90 billion genders and everyone will be trans. They finally did that in the new Star Trek show for the first time. They have a... A trans? uh, uh, Well, a a gender non-binary If you could... If you literally did Star Trek with all trans people, I think it's the only show where people are like, yeah, it's that that year. I I think we're all (laughs) chicks with dicks, right? Right? Okay, so uh, how do we, where do we go from here? My point is this, is like, you know, the illusion of everything. What is up is really down. St. Paddy's Day is very much about that. I know we, we went on a long tangent there, but the reason I want to get into St. Paddy's Day is also, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I want to get into why we wear green, but St. Paddy's, the whole thing is that, you know, stories, he goes to Ireland, and he rids the country of snakes, Right. But, you know, the temperature of Ireland, I, I was told they don't have snakes. It's too cold for reptilians. So when they talk about uh, reptiles, so when they talk about ridding the snakes, it's not the snakes uh, that are reptiles, but it's, it's pagans. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, it's the Druids. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty fairly well known. It's, it's, it's a metaphor for the Druids. But, the, you know, the Druids just came back, you know? I, what's the difference between the Druids doing what they were up to and the priests running these orphanages that are um, brothels and death camps? Hold you on. I mean, so you're saying the Druids... In Ireland, you know, not only priests too, but nuns. I mean, there are so many stories of these just horror shows that were being run by the church, these, these orphanages where kids are being murdered, you know, kids are being pimped out, to, to you know to local businessmen and so on I mean it's just really awful awful things so it's like whatever St. Patrick did or whatever he accomplished I mean it's pretty you know widely thought that he was not a real person that he was a mythical figure but whatever he accomplished has been undone and it's like 
it's just, again, it's human nature. It's, we always revert to these lowest common denominators. So hold on. Are the, who was in that story? Who was, who was the kitty dealers, the St. Patty's or the uh, Druids? I, probably the Druids. Um, you know, the Druids were pretty, pretty nasty characters. <laughs> you know? They were pretty, you know, they were really into human sacrifice and so on. So, but it's power. Listen, you know, it, there's never been any substantial group that has power that doesn't abuse it. It's just like, this is why my politics are like balance of power politics. You've got to balance out, you know, if, if one group becomes too powerful, that's when we all start to get screwed. If the, all the power brokers are fighting with each other, they don't have as much time to screw us. And that's, you know, that's kind of the basis of my politics, you know, and now we're kind of into this, like, I mean, I don't even, everybody's got this like weird, fugue state feeling like what's going on there why is you know why does washington look like uh the green zone and in, in in baghdad i mean what is going on with all this green screening with this this very clearly rapidly fading alzheimer's patient i mean it's just everything is just so bizarre but again i mean this, this is what we you know, i keep telling people this like this is what decline periods look like. This is what you know decline periods leading to collapses look like. It's just everything just all at once just starts to fail, and and that's what we're looking at. And it's not going to get better. I'm just telling you right now. And that's why, and, and you know, again, like going back to Rome. So like everybody talks about the feudal the feudal era. So what was the feudal era? What the feudal era was is that if you served in the military, you know, particularly if you were a legion or a centurion or something, you were given like these land grants by. Caesar. So when everything started getting really dicey in the Western Empire in Rome, all these knights and, and noblemen and centurions and everybody just they just grabbed everything they had and they moved out to their country villas and they supported themselves by just letting all these people come, you know, these peasants come on form of slaves really, come onto their their land and and work the land and that's, you know, how the feudal system developed because you know, you would become beholden to your employer and your employer just basically became your God. And this is like when I, when I look at Nevada, now Nevada is trying to let like these big tech companies form their own governments. It's like, that is literally feudalism. That's literally what that is. That's, that's what, you know, people use that term. I don't think they know what it means, but it's like this whole idea of these company towns and these corporations running municipalities. That's, we're back Why would you live there? Why, hey, dude, it's like, hey, dude, I, you know, I know it's crazy, but Chase Town, Work, Chase man. Town has like super cheap. Well, and I, I you see my concern is that they're lining up some of these cryptocurrencies to be the new company store equivalent, you know, where you can only, a dollar is only spendable at, you know, Chase Town or whatever. Oh, just wait for Amazon Town. That's coming. I've seen yeah. these huge ass warehouses over there where I live, where, the Island Empire. I saw one of the Amazon warehouses. They could supply the whole the whole city. Could yeah, live, I'm could in work this there. weird place where it's like, listen, I can't save everybody, so let the let the stupid twerk to slaughter. That's what I say. 
Let the stupid twerk to slaughter. Let them. They want to do all the stupid shit. Let them go do it, man. Get. Let's grab our shit. Grab our guns. Grab our gold. Let's go to somewhere that locks down and says fuck you and all that stupid shit. I may have to leave California. There will be a time when you guys can decide if you come with me if it's worth your while and we go live somewhere where guns and gold are king. You know, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, like I like it here. I'm actually thinking about moving to San. San Diego and then just coming up to do these gigs when I have to but I don't know man if I got moved to Tennessee or Texas because they seem to be like live and let live then that's where I go man but at this moment I'm liking the sun out here okay but it's just like I'm not gonna live in a fucking McDonald town huh or or Kmart town or Foot Locker town or whatever ridiculous T- Tinder Town or whatever they call it, whatever corporation takes over this stuff. And we're just allowing these leaders to sell out the future. I can't stand when people shut the door behind them. I hate that. And you see it more and more and more with these elites. They just keep shutting the door behind them. These super rich kids come in and then they shut the door behind them. So nobody else can come through. And I'm fucking over it, man. I like to open the door and let more people in. The things that I do through podcasting, my shows, I always try to give young people opportunities. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not going to shut doors behind me. But, you know, these Me Too women, they're shutting the doors behind them on relationships with men. They're weaponizing men and women's relationships. And it's making future generation of women have a much harder relationship with the men in their their world. Because they're, they're weaponizing it. Comedians well, one of the things, who, one of, you know, one of the things I've talked about with Me Too is that you really need to look at who is targeted by by Me Too. You know, the the big the big fish, the big targets, and it was all these like people who had been around for a long time, had accrued a lot of power, but really weren't, you know, bringing home the bacon anymore. You know, the Weinstein Company had been, you know, almost nearly insolvent for twenty years before they came down on him. You know, Leslie Moonves, they wanted him out of the way for the, the, the Viacom merger. You know, now, now they're going after, like, Woody Allen. Woody Allen, for some reason, who was always given millions of dollars to make movies that, that never made a penny. I mean, it, you know, it's almost like these legates, you know, the, the legacy uh, members of, of the, the film business. And they just, they needed to get rid of them. Charlie Rose, you know, Charlie Rose on um, on... PBS, Leonard Lopate here in New York. I mean, it was all these people, like these older guys who was just like, you know, why are we paying these people what we're paying them, you know? And you, you talk about Trevor Noah. I, you know, I, a lot of times I wonder with Jon Stewart, like what happened? Like, because he was big. He was making a lot of money. He had great ratings. And then he just vanishes. And he vanishes during the election year, which I just thought was just so bizarre. I have so my opinion. I have my opinion. The, all right, well, let's hear it. The Daily Show was too powerful. You heard people on like all the cable news t- networks talking about how people are going to the Daily Show for their fucking news. And in particular, he was lighting up Republicans, and people were starting to be like, fuck Republicans. And he just got too powerful, and they literally destroyed that fucking brand by putting Trevor Noah in. And I remember because I used to, because Dana used to love to watch The Daily Show. Every day she would turn it on. And we I remember when Trevor Noah, he made two appearances. And each time 
Those sketches bombed. They bombed. He, and just, we were, he just doesn't have it, man. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden it's like Trevor Noah's leading the fucking cup. They killed that brand. Nobody turns into the Daily Show anymore to fucking discuss anything. When he has Hillary on and he's like, why did you kill Weinstein? Everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. It's just like, it's, it, it's like they are no longer on the side of common sense. Saturday Night Live, two of my good friends are on that show. I hope it goes forever and they collect checks forever. But that show is unwatchable. Mm. It is unwatchable. Yeah. Yeah, it's been unwatchable for a long time, as far as I'm concerned. And I have a friend, you know, it's funny, because I also have a friend um, who's been working on that show for, like, more than 25 years now. And I just can, you know, I, I also have a friend who's working on The Simpsons and has worked on The Simpsons since the late 80s. And I just think, talk about a golden cage. It's like a golden straitjacket now. It's like, that show is just, oh, it's just pain. It's It's creepy and painful and weird. It's like watching some creepy thing that would be on like cable access back in the seventies or something. So I, I don't know, man, it's, I just think that I don't think it was just like political. I think that somehow like John Stewart was getting too much money. He was accruing too much power. And, you know, I mean, John Stewart is a very liberal guy, definitely. And he's a Democrat and so on, but he's also a maverick, you know, he's also, he's not a Kool-Aid drinker, you know, I don't think Stewart was like, say, who's that guy now? Oh, the other one. <laughs> the other one who, who shows on after him, and he's on CBS. Oh, uh, now Stephen Colbert. Yeah, so so Colbert. I, I used to think he was very, very funny. I thought Strangers with Candy was a great show. It's hilarious, but he is so clearly, you know, chewing on the dingleberries of, of Hillary <laughs> and, and all these people. You know, he's just like. The brown nose king. I mean, he's it's it's un, it's unbearable. Like, how does he live with himself? He's like, friends with Podesta, that? and his career. They were rep- they wanted to replace him with the fat, annoying British guy, right? That's on after him, James and, Corden. And then Trump came in, and he got his ratings back, and they shit on Trump the whole time. And we all know he cucked you, bro. And then it's just like it was like because the 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 Colbert report was on the side of common sense. Right? We'd gotten through the Bush era. The Bush Republicans were all pieces of shit. Well, it was just lampooning O'Reilly, honestly. I mean, they were just doing Yeah, O'Reilly and how ridiculous shows. Fox News was. If I would have gone back to 2000, year 2000, 2001, 2002, and told you that Fox News in the year 2019 was seen as the voice of reason, you would have laughed at me. Because they were well, just. The, the, the worst thing is when they decided that George W. Bush was a hero. Oh, yeah, that's the Democrats so like, oh, he's our hero. Like him and Mitt Romney. I mean, the worst of the worst. You yeah. know, the reason that I, I could, I've never been able to vote Republican in my entire life is because of people like Mitt Romney and George W. Bush. I mean, these these just gangsters. They, that's really all you can War call them. War criminals, scumbags, sellouts. You know, in my honest opinion, George Bush Jr. is he's just an idiot. And his, his daddy just positioned him so he could get Darth Vader in, 
who is uh, Dick Cheney. So you put out nice guy and you slip in the fucking Sith Lord. And that's how it was ran. And they did the same thing with Reagan. They got nice guy Reagan so they could get scumbag fucking George Bush in. Uh, who's cabal. He was part of the Kennedy assassination. He's there in Dallas. It was all the CIA stuff. And that cabal has been running shit ever since. I think they just didn't realize how quite unlikable George H.W. Bush was, you know? Yeah, he just we has never no really charisma. understood. And you remember when we were like, dude, Clinton and Bush don't get along. You're like, dude, they're best friends. He sold off his coke for him in Arkansas. Oh, and Mina. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, yeah. they're running together, dude. It's the same clan, which just Obama's just got a different tan. When the, when you find out that fucking Obama's a, and, and the Bushes go back and they have a common ancestor, Hinckley, who shot Reagan, a Hinckley, who would have been president if Reagan died, a Bush. I mean, it's all the same shit, man. You think it's the same shit now with Biden? With Kamala Harris, Sith Lord, they're just kind of waiting for him to come in, waiting for him to die? I, I do. Yeah, you think she's going to be the same fucking I do. I think that... I think they're keeping her super quiet, though, because for the first time, everybody says that's the play. So they keep her really under wraps behind. They're always doing this shit where, like, she's not, she doesn't like that Joe Biden didn't talk to her about uh, attacking Syria. So they're already <laughs> positioning her as she's not Biden. And in reality, it's just like she's a she's a fucking uh, the town bike. Everybody rode her, and they're just because posi- they could get somebody who actually people are behind, but they don't want that. They want the control person, and they like agitating us. They like us knowing that we have no power, and they control everybody. They don't want to give us what we want. They they want to give us what they want. I want uh, real quick about the go woke, go broke thing though. Why? To me, in the 90s and especially the early 2000s, entertainment was perfectly seductive. They were doing a fine job of getting their propaganda to us in vehicles that were entertaining. Why now? Is it the internet is that, that has caused them to kind of self-destruct? What do you, what do you think about that? Why, why is entertainment not as seductive and not as effective at injecting propaganda to us? Now, why are we rejecting it, kind of bucking now? Why, why is the, it, it goes back to what I was talking about with the money laundering and, you know, the investment from all the surplus money from Wall Street. I think the money just is drying up. It's been drying up for a, for a while. You've had all these. They they could not hide the fact that they were spending two hundred, three hundred million dollars on a movie that just would make ten million dollars at the box office. You know, they just it got when people started being aware of the numbers. You just you can't hide the money anymore. And like I said, I think that town was built at least as we know it today, as it was built in the, in the early 80s, was just built on just dirty money. And I think the dirty money's drying up or the dirty money's going elsewhere, the dirty money's going into tech or something. And I think that the, the whole broke and the woke and all this kind of stuff, I think it's just like when, when something, it's like this, you're exposed to viruses and all these kind of things all the time, right? And your, your immune system fights them off. But when you get sick or when you get older or, you know, you're exposed, maybe like, I don't know, radiation or something. I mean, when your immune system is, is badly compromised, then these viruses become deadly, you know. And I think that that's the exact same thing with, um, with Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood's always been left and liberal and democratic and so on. But I think the woke, the cancer, the woke, the, you know, woke is, a, is a, like a, it's a viral cancer. And it moves in 
and it finds, you know, the people, these woke people are always looking for these weaknesses. They're always looking for like the, um, what's the term I'm thinking of? You know, it's like, it's, they're always looking for the opportunity to move in when they, they sense that the defense mechanisms that every organization develops have weakened and weakened for a number of different reasons. And in this case, in Hollywood, it's because the money was drying up. So I think that the woke thing just became really powerful because of that, but also because of like what we've been seeing in the school systems and in the university systems where woke took over a long time ago and just has just produced generations of people who are uh, brainwashed by it. I think also you, I mean, the point you made about the money going into tech, it's possible that, that maybe they've just found a better horse to ride. And it's, you know, it's, it's social media, uh, you know, Zuckerberg and that whole, that, I mean, because to me, it seems like they're using that now much more to deliver the, uh, I mean, deliver are, the propaganda. You know? How about these, uh, these non-fungible NFTs? Yeah. Yeah. And tokens. it's just like, oh, I just spent $6 million on that. Sounds like a great way to fucking money launder. I mean, yeah. modern art is a giant money laundering scheme. How much that guy pay for that banana? Uh, what? Six, ten million dollars, right? And then he goes yeah. up and eats it. Come on, man! You're just money laundering. No, art yeah. galleries are the equivalent of those weird bodegas, you know, that have just like a couple of glass pipes out front, and you're like, "Well, how are they paying oh, or rent these here?" Psychic readings that like never close, and there's nobody in there getting psychic readings. Yeah, totally. you're either money laundering on or Melrose. you're selling yeah. coke and hand jobs. Yeah, there's a, those are there's the only on, two. There's a psychic place on the corner on Melrose in yeah. the in the the height of the fashion district i've never seen anybody in there never and you're just money laundering money laundering money laundering well Well, i think i you know i've said that the like the real economy is like drug running human trafficking and money laundering and and everything is basically subordinate yeah everything is secondary to that you know even when they talk about what is it gold oil and drugs god right yeah I, i i don't think that that that's lower in the in the hierarchy than like I said, money laundering and human trafficking and so on. So it's, I, I just think that we're at this point that the, all the games and all the cons that were run to get the games over and get people to go along with the games. It's just, it's just a natural process where people get hepped to it. People get tired of it. And that's why they're going constantly on this uh, endless crusade against conspiracy theorists and any you know basically what it is now is that anybody who does not believe the absolute frothing nonsense that the mainstream media forces down their throat every day is a conspiracy theorist you know if it's it's just a it's it's a scare word for dissenter it's a scare word for somebody who does not comply and does not accept nonsense without testing it that's all it is and you know like this whole q thing this whole q thing was like a a godsend to these you know to the media they they can just you know run all those you know all that footage on a loop from from january 6th you know dude Uh, hbo's got an uh a show now on it it's just like okay here we go seeing the posters up everywhere anything that's on hbo i don't trust them okay johnny i'm gonna give you points on that and you've made me reassess my woody allen situation so we're gonna have the guy on and, and you can convince me the that south park on there is really good though 
the no. South Park vaccine on 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 HBO. Oh Max. yeah, they didn't produce it though. I know, but I'm just saying though, not everything it. is garbage. That shit was amazing. But that's not HBO. That's on HBO Plus because they can't create because the woman who took over that. Sorry guys, yep. she took over it. South and Park she has started. A you know what she killed first? How cool Entourage was. She came in, she's like, you know, this thing where you're banging all these chicks and everyone thinks it's great and fun. Let's get rid of that. Then came Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, you oh, remember yeah. the thing where the guys, the leaders and the guys are doing all the cool stuff? Let's switch it and make women the characters. Well, they also that- took all the sex out of it. There's no nudity. No, you know when you were using Euro porn stars for really vivid sex scenes? Let's get rid of all that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's something else that I want to bring up that I've never heard anybody talk about. And, you know, when you talk about, like, how things like woke and all these just weird viral contagions have taken over the culture and society. Uh, a lot of it for me ties back to things like um, Big Brother and Survivor, where it, it trained people to be vicious scumbags, mm. backstabbing traitors and schemers. As a virtue, right? As a virtue. Yeah. You know, like you made heroes out of people who screwed people over the most, who lied and cheated and stole. And it taught people how to operate in you know, particular social situations where you can take advantage of people, where you can manipulate people. Because what they did is they put a bunch of sociopaths on display in front of the entire world and made them heroes and said, look at this guy's a millionaire now because he um, was the best backstabber. And, you know, he was the laziest and, and couldn't build, you know, uh, a lean-to if you held a gun to his head. But, you know, he could turn people against each other and stab people in the back and all this kind of thing. And, like, this whole thing where you could just vote people out, off the island, so to speak, or whatever the case may be, just because you felt threatened by them, just because they were better than you. They were better looking and more athletic and, and harder working and, and had better survival skills than you did. So you felt threatened by them. So you could just vote them off. It was just sick and weird and bizarre and and sociopathic. And I think that that that's another cancer. That's another virus that in, in infected the body politic. And, and I think, you know, informs so much of what we see on social media now, particularly Twitter and and the woke thing as well. I mean, it's just this, this cascading series of dis, of social disasters. And like I said, this is it, man. This is this, this is the end game. You know, it's going to fall apart, and we just got to prepare ourselves for the fact that institutions are going to start to fail on mass, and it's going to create a chain reaction. And you know, Biden and having these senile freak show in charge of everything, is only going to accelerate the process. Good. Good. Burn it all down. You know, get rid of the system, the system entertainer, the well, system Well, you know, the only, the only thing about that is that, you know, I mean, listen, the fall of Rome was not pretty for Europe, you know, particularly Italy and, and France and Austria, you know, it, it, it was ugly. It, it, you know, you had basically biker gangs. You know, when people talk about the, the Goths, the Visigoths, and the, the, the Vandals and so on, I mean, these are just gangs. These are just armed gangs, of, you know, run by these warlords that basically took over the society. And, you know, things just got really, really bad for a long time. And, you know, I, I, I hope it doesn't reach that point here, but 
I mean, I, I do think they were in for a softer landing. Than hey, that. Chris, I, I 100% hope real quick. I 100% believe it. I think people, uh, I just have faith in humanity, dude, and that people are going to rail. And I, I see it happening more and more. You know, you see more and more demographics waking up to that the power. I mean, like the people looking at the, the people who hate, hated Trump, love Biden, are starting to go, Biden's a piece of shit too. And the people who, who loved Biden or, or hated Biden and saw Trump, they're like, dude, what do you mean take this vaccine? Go fuck yourself. I mean, like, I feel that, like they've slowly but surely just overplayed their hand on all this stuff. And I think people are finding more unity. I think a lot of the fucking fighting and hating with each other is done on television and on social media. And more and more people are getting off it. We are that we are decentralizing more than we ever have. The consolidation of your attention has caused uh, uh, certain people to get very powerful. And I just have faith in humanity. What were you going to ask? I was going to say, uh, they say uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. It also didn't collapse in a day, right? How long do you think till like uh, something happens to the U.S. if you gave it a time? Well, again, I don't think it's going to follow the same patterns because of technology you know i I think that it's going to act differently i think that what we're going to see in this country and i i've I've been seeing this for a long time now and then people were talking about this like back in the 70s i think you know rather than fall into barbarism i think what's going to happen is that the the united states as it's currently constituted is going to break into regional powers you know, so California, I mean, California just cannot wait to become its own country. You know, it doesn't want anything to do with Oregon and, and, and Washington. You know, they can join Canada. They don't care. And California <laughs> really wants to be its own country. Texas wants to be its own country. Florida wants to be its own country. So we're going to have these, like, super states that are going to just become nations. Because if you look at California, Texas, and in Florida, I mean, they're as big and as powerful and as economically potent as you know, any countries in the EU, right? So um, they, they they will be able to pull it off. I mean, the Northeast, New England, you know, New England will probably become its own situation. You know, the the mountain states will will become their own their own country or their own confederation or whatever. So I think what's going to happen is we're not going to see, like I said, like this, this lapse into barbarism, but that doesn't mean like the economy is going to do well or the industry is going to do well. Or we're not going to have a breakdown in basic services. We're going to have a breakdown in basic services until these new power structures can reconstitute them. So in other words, you know, if we're all on this national grid, right, this national electrical grid, and we, we saw this, this issue being raised with the storms in Texas, but if we're on this national grid and we get off of it, it's, you know, we're not just going to have power for for the entire state overnight it's going to take time for you know a new infrastructure to develop and you know that's going to be this period where i think things are going to get very difficult for people you know economically difficult and socially difficult uh and you know we're also going to see a lot of these power structures fighting against each other you know trying to sabotage each other i mean texas and california do this all the time so we're, that's that's where I think things are going to go. You know, the em- empire is always split into the component parts. And usually, more often than not, it's just a reversion to the mean. So, you know, the Roman Empire had conquered Italy, Greece, Spain, uh, Egypt, Libya, and so on and so forth. And when the, the Western Empire fell and the Eastern Empire sort of became marginalized, you know, you went back to Egypt and Libya and Greece and Turkey and, you know, all these 
countries or these kingdoms, really, that have been part of the empire just reverted back to their, nat- their natural identities. And I think that's what will happen here. Um, but it's just going to it's just going to get weird and ugly. It, it's just I, I hate to say it. I don't like to be like the voice of doom. I mean, I don't think it's going to get as weird as ugly as like a end of days Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something. But it's just, it's going to just get nasty and it's going to get unpleasant. But I think at the other end of the process, you know, we'll see like this reversion to sanity, you know, because the American empire has become a destructive force. Yes. You, know, you, could, you could argue that the American Imperium was, you know, it was a stabilizing force, particularly after World War II and the Cold War and so on, the Iron Curtain. But now it's just like we're beating up on, like, Yemen and Syria. You know, like these poor countries yep. where, you know, we're just bombing them. It's, it's almost like we're doing it just for the exercise. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And it's, it's become, yep. you know, very toxic. I mean, look what Reagan was doing. In the in the eighties, in in a lot of these countries, you know, just to protect these like, you know, Chiquita banana monopolies. So, yeah, I mean, it is going to get weird and ugly, but I think in the end result, it will be a good thing because, you know, China is not going to become the kind of worldwide empire that that say Britain or we are today. That just it's just not in their DNA. You know, it's just not the way they operate. They don't think that way. So I don't think that another, you know, boots on the ground empire is going to take our place. I think it's all going to be, you know, in the financial and economic realms. And and, uh, digital. Yeah, and digital or whatever. I mean, all that kind of thing. But I think that um, I think what's also going to happen is that these big tech monopolies are going to be broken up. Um, And they're going to be broken up because. You know, not only have they sort of gone toxic, they you know, they went sour. But they're also actively undermining a lot of local governments, local governments and industries. So um, wh- wh- who is it? Was it Putin who's, who gave um, Putin gave Twitter a month to get all the child porn Damn. off of the off of the platform or they're going to shut it down? And I think that's like that's a very interesting model to follow. I would not be surprised if China and, and other countries follow. You know, Turkey. You know, some of these major powers that have more conservative social governments would follow in that in their footsteps because, you know, half the half the people on Twitter are, are on it for the child porn. You know, I mean, that's like that's the sell for them is is all the is all the kitty porn and pornography. So, you, you know, the, the entire business model is dependent on those people. So if you, if you get that stuff off the the service, I mean, they know that they're going to take a huge hit with their impressions on that. So they, they can't do it. So I think we'll probably see Twitter go under in, in Russia, you know, what do you think? uh, If, if, if we do uh, literally disintegrate the way you're describing that, what do you think? Do we still have a, a sort of a, a unitary culture, like a, a, a holistic culture, an American culture? No, no, we don't. We don't have one now. I mean, we okay. have regional cultures. We've always had regional cultures. Do you think even more so then? Uh, yeah, if- I think. Yeah, I think more so. I, I think the process will accelerate. I think the, the re-regionalization, you know, because people like to feel like they're special, right? People like to feel like they're unique. Oh, I'm different than you. I'm from California. We, um, you know, we put ketchup on our. Um, 
grilled cheese sandwiches or something, you know, you know, you put mustard, we put ketchup because we're, you know, we know that ketchup is better on grilled cheese than, than, you know, like just stupid shit like that. Like it just, it, it accumulates because people want to feel different. People want to feel better than everyone else. And I, I think that that will express itself in culture. You know, I think that this homogenization of culture is, is a very temporary thing. And again, it, it happened in Rome to a certain extent too. You know, when Rome came in, they replaced your schools and your temples and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, particularly your laws. I mean, you know, Roman law was really, that was the empire was the law. So I, I think that we will see, you know, a, a very accelerated re-regionalization process. But again, it's going to be like, I'm a Californian. I'm not an American. America, you know, I think a lot of people say that now. It's like I'm a Californian. I'm, you know, I'm not responsible for all these other people in these states that I look down that are basically exactly the same as mine. You know, I, I, I'm better. I'm, I'm better than you. I'm, you know. So it's, just, it's that kind of thing. I find it interesting. I, I, I am concerned that what's going to happen when all these countries break up. It's kind of like Russia, where they lose a lot of their power because you know strength in numbers and you break us down into smaller smaller nations it makes it easier for us to get fucked with but who knows man uh man christopher knowles making a making a run for the uh mount rushmore you are making a run for mount rushmore i don't know if you know but bishop larry gators has denounced us (laughs) since we are not christian Uh, he has denounced us so there is a spot on the fucking mountain so who knows? But always a pleasure. When do I pose for the my, uh, for the sculptor? <laughs> I'll send him photos. The end of the year, you know, we'll let you know. We'll do a 3D vote. printing, right? You yeah. can do some like laser printing of my head, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it was great. And again, I really thank you guys for uh, hooking us up with tickets for that show. We had a great time. You know, Anytime great you want to go to that comedy club, you let me know, dude. I uh, it's my comedy club. Uh, the restaurant's my buddy, but. It's uh, mine and his comedy club. Well, tips, so, nice about space, tips? man. I was really impressed. Wait I was like, you I didn't see know what we, to expect. When you it's wait, a, you see really when nice we space. paint it right. We make the room dark. We're gonna have a spotlight on it. That's our that's our next. It's thing. got a great, you know. But already, I think it's got a great atmosphere, and and that's half the battle. You know, is just creating like a space that people can feel like you know comfortable in, and I. I I think you have done already a great job. The only problem, you know, that stage set was shaking quite a bit. Yeah, why is You guys are jumping up and down. I thought the whole thing was just going to collapse. That's my another thing. Let's we got to get more solid stage. But uh, thank you, Christopher. One more time, where can they find you? Uh, Secretsun.blogspot.com, and that will give you the keys to the kingdom. All right, man. As always, it is a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. I love you, Swarm, and I hope to see you in Kansas City. Go deep, homeboys. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. You just blew my mind. Tim foil hacking.